0: I you so have nightmares about coming the Frog I think it was his spindly little legs Yeah, that's a uh, But that's how, that's how me and Dean kind of Expanded our friendship Oh my
1: goodness The, the issue is Is you guys too much. Oh, and now I'm on a theme park podcast.
0: Where hinges creak in doorless chambers. Where strange and frightening
2: sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. I'll be uh, actually kind of leading the way on this show, which uh, I'm quite excited about, because we're going to be talking about the brand new indie film that's just been released called The Last Retreat, and we're going to start talking about a few scare attraction related things that that also kind of inter- intertwine with all of that. Um, I'm actually joined by the usual uh, theme park loopy himself, Ryan, hello.
2: Hello, thank you Brett.
1: And as always, I am joined by Sam from Coaster Sam Blog. Sam, you there?
3: Hi, Brett. Thanks for having me again. The world-class model has returned. Brett, ladies and gents, is hosting. How exciting!
1: Wow, thanks.
2: <laughs> no, <it> is a <laughs> is a model model extraordinaire. I think you'll find.
3: Look, we've had this debate so many times, and Brett, you're just a model to me. You always will be. There's no escaping it.
1: It's it's so it's so nice to hear. But 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 yeah, okay, thanks. Um, but more <laughs> importantly, you you two are just a sideline because we actually have the two writers and directors of The Last of Street joining us. We've got Callum and Dean. Hi, are you there? Ooh,
0: we what are you? indeed. Hello. Oh, hello.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, I could get that low. Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. So we just wanted to really get you guys on and, and have a chat about this this really cool new indie film that's kind of... It, it literally popped out of nowhere, right? I I don't know how long you guys have been planning this before it appeared, and then it all of a sudden was just it, it was just there.
4: Well, sh- Callum, shall I? Do you wanna do you wanna lead, or shall I?
0: Uh, I'll just explain. Basically, the, the 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 idea of a horror movie um, I had personally in my mind for quite a long time, um, but I never felt like the right time to do it because I was so busy creating, you know immersive horror experiences um but then when my good friend dean um basically visited the retreat he well he told me this afterwards he actually wrote was going to write me out a message um to basically tell me that he thinks we should turn this into a horror movie now i'd already had this planned in my head that i'm going to turn this into a horror movie but being and knowing dean like i do i know how much he's into his horror um i basically just contacted dean and said hey you know I think you'd be good to have on board to create this into a horror movie due to your horror, horror experience that you've got. Um, and he literally said, mate, I was just about to type out the same message to you. Um, yeah. And that's how it kind of just popped up, really. How, we, how, we, how the last retreat came to, came to pen and paper. He beat me to it, basically.
1: <laughs> I, that actually has already knocked out one of my questions that I've got written down. Was So the retreat is an overnight horror experience. Um, that you guys created. Did you create it after lockdown or was it a separate thing from um, Scream Camp at the time?
0: So how was that work? So obviously Scream Camp obviously had to get put on hold uh, due to the obviously it's a full contact event and due to Covid obviously we can't touch anybody. Um, so the retreat was designed during the Covid era. Um, I designed the show to basically be Covid secure, to be a, a accessible for people to come in small small numbers so like i say it's an experience just for two people um and yeah that's that's kind of where the retreat came from the retreat came from the scream camp team uh, so they all came over and they all basically put the show together with me
1: amazing so you had the idea to put this film together almost from the get-go you always kind of thought oh yeah this this could make a good film let's let's look into this one day and then it just so happened that dean popped along on the same day
0: well, to be honest the, the real the the truth behind it all is the first movie idea I had was to turn Scream Camp into a movie. That was the initial ah. my initial thought back in the day um but I was trying to, try to you that. You've been to it again. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry, but no, dear. no, we was. Uh, I, I had the idea to try and turn Screen Camp into a movie. Uh, I was toying with the different ideas, uh, and then COVID hit, and that movie kind of got put on the back burner. And then, obviously, I designed the retreat, uh, the scare experience, and that kind of opened up a whole avenue of new doors because it you can actually well, live that experience. It is a horror movie experience. So that the, the, the experience as an event is designed as a horror movie experience. You're living your own horror movie. So it kind of makes sense to turn that into a horror movie instead of Scream Camp.
1: Yeah, that's something I wanted to touch on a bit was, um, I, I literally wrote this down earlier. Overnight event, but super intimate. That That's what the retreat was. It, it was um, like, I, I've run an overnight event myself, but the retreat definitely took it to that next level of, you are literally alone in in a in a cabin just two of you all these actors and 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 the whole, the whole thing gets put together like a horror film um and i think that's it's taken overnight event to a to a new level entirely
0: yeah i mean uh, the, 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 myself and the scream camp team have always been one to try and design events that have not been done before um I think you've got to stand out for the market if you want to try and compete and make a name for yourself which obviously we was doing when we created Scream Camp back in 2018 we needed to come into the industry as a creative team all together as one obviously everyone's got experience in the industry for many years but to actually start up a company we needed to try and do something which was going to rock the market and I think we ended up doing that with Scream Camp which obviously won best out of season event in 2019 uh, which was you know a massive not a shock to us all because we, we kind of knew how well the, the event had gone, um, but it, it was very humbling as well to see that I was had enjoyed it.
1: I was absolutely chuffed to bits um, when I saw you won best Halloween event, uh, or was it was it is 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 that correct? It,
0: it was best out oh, of season best, attraction.
1: Best out of season, that was the one, and um, and uh, I think I actually had you written down. So me and uh, my friend Ollie, we play Scarecon Bingo. And we do, we do all of our predictions of who we think is going to win what. And I did awful that year, but I (laughs) had you, like I had you guys down uh, to win it. I I was fairly sure, even though I believe your attraction was it also nominated in another category, or am I thinking wrong there?
0: It was, yeah, it was nominated in best newcomer as well. So you know, when the when the nominations came out, we were thrilled to get nominated twice um, in our first year. So that was really humbling. I think a lot yeah, of that came I from think... the reviews, to be honest, Brett. I think that a lot of yeah, that lot came th- from the reviews. Uh, we had positive reviews from uh, all the general public and all the people in the scare industry. So that was that, that was one of the reasons why I think we got nominated twice.
1: Yeah, it's really good news. And that's that's how they do it at, at ScareCon. They they go through not only their own experiences, they read other reviews and, and go off that as well for the nomination. So they, they do... Do the best possible version of of nominating and and selecting who wins an award, and mm. um, they do a really good job of that. Um, Ryan, would you be up for for doing the retreat when, when we can get to it? What, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was just going to ask actually, uh Callum, just for people who are listening who, who have never heard of this before, who or maybe are not even into going to scare attractions, tell us a little bit about the retreat and and scream camp um and why that led to you putting that together as a film because one thing i did want to ask you is when we when we got together with ash from scare directory the other week he said that when he did scream camp he felt like there were cameras uh, all around him now i'm not sure if that's paranoia or whether that's actually true but just give us a little bit of background if uh, if no one's ever heard of this before
0: <laughs> yeah of course i mean the retreat and scream camp are two completely different events um whereas scream camp is more intimidating and a bit more um it's not extreme because I, I would never classic a scream camp as extreme i know what extreme attractions are and scream camp is definitely not an extreme attraction it is i'd probably say extremely intense um it's it it, it takes you on a roller coaster of emotion scream camp it, um it pushes you physically and mentally um but it's it's good fun as well. There's there's a good contrast for Scream Camp. One minute you, you're around the campfire with all the campmates playing campfire games with your camp leaders because uh, you've got two camp leaders in camp, uh, Lola and Tracy. Um, you're basically participating in games, challenges, and then when stuff starts to happen, um, you'll be taken off and you'll be doing subjects of different sorts of torture and challenges and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a two different scale. So I think someone who couldn't do Scream Camp because of how kind of intense it is, I think they would be able to do the retreat because the retreat is more of an immersive experience. It's more, you're immersed in your own horror film. So it's like, if you've ever been watching a film and you think, you know what, I'd love to be in there. Or you would think, what would I I, I do that? Why is she opening that door? You know, all those things go through your head when you're watching a horror film. That's the kind of emotions we feed on when it comes to the retreat. Um, We literally, they get picked up at an undisclosed location. They get taken to this random cabin in the middle of nowhere, uh, which backs off right into a massive woodland area which was perfect when creating a retreat because having a cabin with a loads of acres of wood behind it, it just opened up so many avenues for us to do um but yeah they arrive at the cabin they'll have you get your food provided for you uh, you get a horror movie of your choice uh you get popcorn um you get to literally just relax like you're on a weekend away with your your boyfriend your girlfriend or one of your friends you know um and then later in the evening things start to happen um you get really pulled into this immersive horror story uh but you are the main character in that horror story and you've got a complete different challenges set out by the lead henchman scarecrow and then hopefully you'll survive the night when the sun comes up
3: right kind of i'm just gonna say it right i I don't mean to fangirl you and i've never fangirl fangirled a a single guest that we've had on this show but i'm about to literally fangirl you right now so i wanted to do the retreat for ages. I mean, we spoke previously before a fair. Like I've even without <laughs> quite embarrassingly, without realizing Cam was who he was, um, I was like, I was like, I've emailed uh the the, the retreat about getting a space because I was so gutted uh that I missed out on it. And uh, and it's just absolutely up my kind of street in terms of immersive entertainment and immersive scare entertainment. And I can't wait to try it. And I've never found any scare attraction yet to fully make me like we myself out of actual fear, because I think always in my head, I've always known, Oh, I'll just carry on walking, moving down this tunnel or moving through this room or, or, um, through the through a f- sort of physical space and I'll get to the end eventually. Right. Um, so, but with this, it sounds, uh, as you say, completely and utterly immersive and there's no escape. Um, and it just sounds phenomenal. I, I, I literally, I, I mean, I, I'm going to email you after the show anyway and just sort of confirm any opportunity, but my goodness, I'm going to book on, but I, I was interested to know, um, you know, you've spoken about uh, the the inspiration being uh, off based off of uh, you know the horror movie experience that we want to live. But um, where else did you draw your sort of experience or your inspiration from, sorry, when making this experience, you know, uh, what was your, Inspiration for what physically went in to the attraction itself was it sort of your previous horror attraction experiences, or was it from perhaps moments in your life that you wanted to bring in? Like, I'm just so interested into into how much of your own personal inspiration went into the delivered finished product that is the retreat.
0: Well, thanks for your comments, sir. sir. So, to to, to be honest with you, mate. this uh, the retreat was born out of covid um and i'll probably say it if covid wouldn't have happened the retreat wouldn't have happened um because i was that upset and obviously uh, disappointed that i wasn't able to put on scream camp after such a successful year the year before winning an award getting so many good reviews and then obviously all the ideas have been thrown in to create you know new tasks and challenges and just make, make Scream Camp even better, for then that big wall to hit. And, you know, I was kind of just kind of sat back on my sofa. And funny thing is The Strangers was on. I was watching The Strangers. Um, has anyone seen The Strangers?
3: That was my first horror yeah, film I, I ever it, bought on DVD.
0: Yeah. So The Strangers oh. was kind of, I would say, not the full inspiration, but the, 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 the key that unlocked the pen and paper. Because then as soon as I was watching that, I wasn't taking notes of the film, but I was like, you know, that's kind of, imagine just being in a cabin, just two of you in the middle of the woods. Could How's you imagine
3: scary? seeing, oh my God, could you imagine seeing the Hessian sack man sitting <laughs> on a swing, like swinging in the woods, just like the, arr, arr, of, like a metal swinger and you're like, and then you, oh, and then you like turn around and like look at, like to talk to your friends and you turn back and they're gone. Oh, oh could you imagine?
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, obviously the the, the the sack man, if you think about it, to be honest, um, we kind of wanted the, this lead henchman um, in the retreat and we probably modeled, modeled Scarecrow a little bit on him, to be honest, because um, Scarecrow is the kind of same character, uh, which you'll notice the retreat, one of the most beautiful things about the retreat is there's no speaking. And obviously that was designed with COVID. So like I say, as soon as I watched that, I sat down on the pen and paper and I literally spent two days and I wrote the whole show um, speaking back and forth with my partner, uh, Frankie, um, just discussing, do you think this is good? Do you think this would work? Do you think this would work? And at the end, I kind of looked at it and went, wow, you know, I think this is something unique again, um, that we've never done before. I even spoke to my good friend, Mikey from ScareTrack. Um, he basically knows the industry inside and out, as you guys probably know. Um, and he was like, mate, if you can pull this off, you're onto a winner with this one because it's not been done. He says he's never seen it been done before. Um, and yeah, that, that was it. I kind of went, right, you know what? We can design this with social distancing. There's no speaking. There's no kind of cross-contamination. There's no touching. There's no this, there's no that. And we pulled it off. We ended up doing 11 shows in total before we ended up having to pause due to the current lockdown. Um, but we've got about eight eight or nine shows on backup that have been postponed. Um, they all, all the tickets sold out within two hours going on sale which was <laughs> unbelievable for a for a for a facebook page and an event yeah it's got the scream camp name behind it but as an event it kind of just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden all the tickets were gone in 2 hours it was absolutely oh, I, mean, I was
3: very disappointed i can't lie and that's why i furiously and manically wrote you that sort of email begging for a place cuz uh yeah it needs to i need to cut oh, gosh this sounds fantastic. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll get you fitted in, mate, don't worry. But yeah, that was how kind of the the retreat was born. Um and the one of the most things I I am excited about is that when this lockdown and the no touching thing is over, we could expand on the retreat to mm-hmm. be more intense. Um, which obviously we're good at as a creative team. So that's that's exciting for when all this is this is over. But um yeah that's
3: fantastic. And was there any um other than obviously you know what you've spoken about, was there any uh, any of your own like what were you scared as what were you scared of as a kid was there any sort of 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 what personally made you scared that that was brought into this or an experience that you had that shook you perhaps as a as well within your life at some point that you brought into this experience necessarily or
0: i don't know whether i divulge this information or not (laughs) (laughs) um to be honest
1: please do because then i know if you ever come to my attractions what will actually get you running out of the exit
0: (laughs) (laughs) see brett you've just confirmed it even more Uh, but no um to be honest there's there's nothing that personally sticks out to me um i'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the cliche thing I, i was i was i was scared of spiders i don't i'm not really about a big fan of spiders i'm still not a big fan of spiders but there's nothing really specific i was never scared of the dark or anything like that and um, mm, i mean potentially spiders, walking... <laughs> you know what dark. one of the main one of the main <laughs> things i probably say is walking home alone in the dark in it at like midnight one o'clock in the morning when i was a kid mm. um probably because i was being naughty and out later than i should be but no i i, I don't like I think I don't like being isolated on my own. There you go.
3: Is is that because it gives you a sense of vulnerable? I mean, is it that the fact that we're more vulnerable when we're walking home in that in the dark in that situation, your your vulnerability becomes open and therefore you could be attacked potentially. Of course,
0: yeah. And <clears> you don't know you don't know who's watching you. Um mm. 99.9% of the time, no one's watching you, but that 0.1%, there could be someone watching you. And that's kind of maybe, you know, back back on my mind was there when creating. The retreat because you are isolated a lot of the time you are walking mm. in the dark um you know mm. maybe 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 there's there's a connection there
3: did you ever get that fear i don't know if it's just me guys shout shout if you did have this as well and also if you're listening in the comments or something if there's going to be a comment section which i'm presuming there always is um comment mm-hmm. below but did you ever get that fear and this is so irrational but when you're walking somewhere like and you turn around and you go, oh, there was someone just behind me, but they just darted off to the side, and so now I can't see them. And then you carry on walking, and then as soon as you start walking again, you're like, there's someone behind me. But you just keep on, like, turning around, and you just keep on missing them. Do you ever get that fear?
4: That's no. a Halloween, the movie, isn't it? you are watching Halloween too many times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, anyway. I, won't, I once actually had that happen, actually, because um, – I was walking home from one of my friend's house, uh, and it was quite late. And where I used to live, um, I live in Yorkshire, and it's sort of countrysidey. And I was walking through; it's kind of like an isolated, lots of trees and stuff. And I was walking uh, like across a like a, a bridge, and uh, I started hearing footsteps behind me, and the footsteps were almost in in sort of the same they're making the same steps that I were making. And I turned around and it's like a guy and he had this like big black leather bag. And I I started, all these things started to run through my head. I'm like, is he like some sort of insane surgeon or something? And he's got like knives and things in his bag. And uh, so I just started walking faster and faster and faster. And it was probably just like an innocent passerby or something. But these kind of things just run through your head sometimes, don't they? Especially when it's late at night and, Mm. The, I
4: used to have a legit fear of uh, Kermit the Frog <laughs> when I was a kid. I, I don't honestly. There's a God's on his tree when I was a kid. Kermit the Frog terrified me. I used to have nightmares about Kermit the Frog. I think it was his spindly little legs. I don't. I'm not sure, but he absolutely oh, used no. to terrify me. So I think if someone was to call him, this is a little gap in the market, mate. <laughs> a, a Muppets a horror experience. <laughs> Does it? That- <I'm> gonna- <laughs>
2: Does anyone he remember was. the um the TV advert for um I can't remember which toothpaste it was but it might have been Colgate or I don't know send us some money Colgate cuz I'm mentioning you um <laughs> but there was like some some men or, or women as well in like um black like just black suits and they were like climbing all over these teeth like these big teeth and they, were, and they were like going if you don't brush your teeth you'll get some weird men like climbing all over your teeth and stuff and i used to have <laughs> nightmares with that advert it must have been maybe the very late 80s like or early 90s something
1: like that i am uh, scratching my head to trying terrify to think me. To... I, I, I do I'll... feel like i i have seen that before I do. Yeah, yeah. I tell
0: you what. What got me as a kid, which is quite embarrassing. Um, uh, I think I was nine. Was it nine, eight or nine? Um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, <laughs> does anyone remember that scene where it cuts to Voldemort going into that house in the dark, um, and goes and kills Harry's mum? Mm. That's it. That, that, scene, oh, petrified that, that was it was scene petrified me as a kid. It was petrified me, mate. As a kid,
3: I was terrified of one thing and one thing only, and it's generally true. Um <clears throat> we always used to watch chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and I was terrified of the child catcher oh, and, um, he was
4: scary
3: he was he really bloody was, and we went to go and see the like the show on the on um I don't think I don't think it was the West End, but it was um I don't think it was the West End, but it was definitely uh, a touring production of the show and um, oh my gosh, we sat down, and I must have been six or seven, and the child catcher came on, and I was so scared. I am burst out crying, and my mum had to take me out of the theatre. And it was oh, it was the most terrifying experience of my life.
1: It's interesting. I I uh. used to have some silly fears. I I remember I used to cry when Noddy came on TV,
0: and I don't re- <laughs> I don't remember
1: why. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. I'll have
0: to call my mum. to
4: that, Brett. Uh, no, if- that. I don't feel so bad about Kermit now. So
1: Yeah, right. I, I don't remember if I was ever scared of it, but I definitely remember crying when it used to come on TV. So I'll, I'll get back to you on that one and um, why that was one thing that used to scare me loads. And I'm now weirdly obsessed with it because it scared me so much. I think it's because of, you know, working in the scare industry, you, you have a fascination with what causes fears and stuff uh, was Jeff Wayne's war of the worlds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom used to listen to it on LP, and like yeah. it, it absolutely petrified me. I've, um, I've got it. I've got it on vinyl. I've got it. I the... I have now. I recently bought one because, for me, um, it's a re- I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, it's like a a weird embodiment of creating fears for me. Now I like always look to that and go as as a sort of inspiration in a way. Um, because if you play, actually go into. Yeah, this this ties it back to theme parks a little bit. In Alton Towers there's like a crane grabbing arcade machine and it plays the Eve of War soundtrack that dun dun dun. Does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I think it plays it in the edge uh, in Forbidden Valley, the arcade there. And every time I pass it it plays, I genuinely freeze on the spot. Even today. Like I absolutely love it. I'll listen to that music in my spare time. But if it catches me off guard, it genuinely shocks me. It's really strange. Do you know, what? we listen to that when we're cleaning the house on a
2: Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I, pu- I put it on. But I like listening. As, and I can never decide which one I like listening to. I like listening to the Liam Neeson one, but I, I like the older one as well. So um, and we always play it. And I think our neighbours think we're completely mad because we put it on really loud. And then at, at the moment, I'm going, come on, Thunder, child, and all that. <laughs> nice. <and all that. laughs>
0: I mean, speaking about speaking about Alton Towers, Sam, did I meet you at Alton Towers in the uh Rita queue?
3: Oh my goodness. Do you know, oh, I, you I know remember now. Did. didn't you
1: bring this up in the last
3: yeah, I think in the we last did. podcast? Were you with um oh yes, and you were you were with your team, right? Because I yeah. remember coming up to you and saying
0: You said the scream camp buddies.
3: Yes, that's right. And I was, and I, and I remember talking to you about the retreat, right? I'm sure I must have mentioned it.
0: Then you did, yeah, I remember it. Because I just when you popped up on your video and I seen your face, I went, I recognise him. It's been bugging me. And then as soon as Brett just mentioned Alton Towers, I was like, that's where I've seen him. And yeah, because you're in like um, a very colourful suit, if I remember rightly.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is this when you did your first quiz? Yeah, this that
3: was my first <laughs> trivia
0: vid. So- yeah, because I seen you outside. Um, oh, what's it called? Jewel. You saw still outside Jewel. It's speaking to someone
3: yeah yes yeah, so i this is bizarre so um weird how small the world is so i um i run a i run a trivia uh game show as a part of my kind of content um like a theme park trivia game show um and that was the first time that the alton towers episode that we were filming in the summer was the first kind of one of of what's now become a bit of a thing and um and it was great fun and i remember seeing you there yeah, that's right, and I got—I actually got really excited. I actually to get a bit fangirling a bit. You like, did because you came point. up, you came up with oh, scream camp, scream camp. <laughs> I like, yeah, I was like, who's <laughs> this guy? Well, well, you, do, you know, I get very passionate about you know other sort of enthusiasts and the, and the industry in general. I actually, um because this Halloween, I actually ended up working Scarefest, so I was um I was a performer for Scarefest, and uh, which was amazing. So I remember. Getting really excited that there were kind of other people that were sort of still sort of thinking about in my head. I was like, oh, they must be excited for Halloween. I want to talk to anyone about Halloween. You know what I mean? Um, Because I was so, you know, I was just buzzed to to you know be back in the mixer again. So yeah, so that's so bizarre. That's crazy. There There we go. Small world. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is uh, too right. I wonder
1: how many other guests we're going to get on that you weirdly bumped into in a colourful suit and fangirl, over.
3: (laughs) When do I not bump into people in a colourful suit and fangirl, them? that's the real question. That is true.
1: It happens far more often than it should, I'd imagine. (laughs) Anyway.
3: It's always the same suit. I think I'm going to mix it up and get a different suit, I think. Yeah, we'll have to get season. you some
1: from some, some other suits.
4: And then, yeah, we just ended up working on this movie together and I put, so from the Dean of the Dead hot sauce, I kind of did like a little sub-category to Dean of the Dead Productions and I just thought, you know, I'm just going to keep growing it. I've got some other things in the pipeline as well. So I'm kind of
1: turning it into a brand as opposed to just a hot sauce thing. Anyway, let's move on to the actual film itself because I want to hear about you know your your process because you you also as well as the event you did this mid-covid so so how long did it actually take you to get everything together write it all and and you know potentially till you had a finished product about
0: three months weren't it dean
4: yeah we turned it around super quickly really didn't we we just i think once we kind of locked in on the idea and we both because we were both on the same page from the word go really um and then we just kind of set some time aside so we said right that this is writing day you know we're gonna we're gonna link up in the morning we're gonna spend the whole day into the evening writing it came together really quickly you know we we put the script together um it it ended up being kind of we were kind of fleshing the script out and then and then we just we we then decided to go with the idea of doing it found footage so we thought well what we'll just kind of it'll be like a rough guide the script and then it'll be a lot of ad libs and stuff like that but I think you know, not just that, you know, just everything, the whole because the, the the idea of the retreat was already there. So it was basically just, you know, trying to translate that from you know horror attraction uh or immersive, you know, into, into film kind of mm. thing. And it so, just it fit like a glove, really.
1: Well, mm-hmm. we we know that, that obviously Callum has, has written the the retreat and and designed Scream Camp and and had a lot of hands in a lot of different scare events and stuff. So we know that you know he's had a, a background in writing and designing things so where did you come in Are you, have you had experience in that as well dean or is this I, kind of
4: your first no because well, our horror movies since uh, since the Kermit the frog era have been <laughs> back in the day way back in the day no my parents my stepdad used to run a video <laughs> video shop um and when i was very very young and i was always fascinated with horror the horror covers used to, I used to be sort of drawn towards them. I've always had a, like a really mad obsession with horror since I was, uh, since I was really young. Um, and I've always wanted to, I've always fancied having to go, you know, writing a film or doing something like this. Um, and I kind of never really, you know, I'm a musician as well. So I kind of just followed more of a musical path. Um, and then this, the hot sauce thing came around and I was sort of know, just getting known as the hot sauce guy. And I was like, oh, I, just, I kind of want to, you know, I don't just want to be <laughs> a source guy. I want to branch out and do some create real creative stuff. Um, so I did this. I made this little kind of trailer movie with a friend of mine. He's he's um, he works for a company called Creative Capture Media, and they they do like all the they do like a, a lot of filming for the NFL and um, uh, Tougher Mudder and all that kind of stuff. And he's he's basically like a cinematographer. He's a really good old sort of school friend of mine. Um, and he went out on my sister for a few years, so he owed me a favor. Um, so we kind of put together this idea to make like a trailer for the hot sauces and because it's horror themed. Um, I kind of so basically basically I, I sat and I wrote that out storyboarded it, I wrote it all out, and they were all like little comical skits on each sort so basically you've got, for example, the source, the exorcist. So I wrote like a little skit, which is a like a comic version of the exorcist kind of thing, if that makes sense saw so, source you know just um, does and that, does that make sense Am I making sense
1: yeah yeah well I've, i'm actually just looking at some of your sources so you you own dean of the dead uh kind of hot sources yeah um, and what i absolutely love is you've actually done all of the uh all the different source names and even the the way you advertise them as if their own their own horror films based on different yeah. horror films so you have the exorcist
4: yeah, that's it exactly. Um, yeah, so that's that's why I thought all the little the, it, to make a little trailer for it, um, and I could it was perfect. Just kind of doing all these little comical skits, takes on on the movies that the sources are kind of based on. So I guess that was kind of my my real first leap into writing something. Yeah. So, um, and then I just wanted to expand on it from there, and the, I guess the retreat was the first time I'd ever actually written. A script script i guess
3: while we're on the topic of the of the of the source um dean i, I yeah. do have a i do have a question so you are the condiment king of horror is that fair to say um but <laughs> I love it but, yeah okay. um, but but here's just a quick one so so first of all hot sauce <laughs> and horror what a fabulous combination right but perhaps not the most obvious or expected Combination to have horror yeah. and hot sauce go together. So, um my real question is, how on earth um did hot sauce, like you know, a hot sauce condiment, and and the idea of putting a horror theme to that, like how how did that two combine and create beautiful spicy babies?
4: I think I come up with this, so the first name I come so basically I went to a chili festival. There's where I live in Hertfordshire. Um, there's a there's a really big uh, chilli festival that goes on every year in a place called Bennington. And a friend of mine told me about this festival and I kind of I went along. This was about four or five years ago I went along and, and I absolutely loved it. And I wanted to just have a go at creating my own source because it's such a creative process, you know, the sources themselves, the label art, the names. Um, but I wanted to do something that was completely different. But I also I was also trying to think of a way to get into like, conventions because i love my, my comic cons i love my horror cons and stuff like that so i, I kind of this i put and, and i love my hot sauce and i love my horror films and i think the penny just dropped i come up with the jeepers reapers name and i was like whoa i'm onto something <laughs> so i just started brainstorming all these different names and all of a sudden it just became this whole concept of like like horror movie themed hot sauces and people just fell for it <laughs> people people were just loving it like i remember going to like i booked it the first I, the first place that i ever or event that i ever traded at wasn't like a chili festival or a farmer's market it was a horror con and i, I kind of rocked up it was a sheffield horror con actually it was a sheffield one we talked about earlier on and i rocked up and i was sort of unloading all my bottles of sauce thinking what the hell am i doing <laughs> and everyone's i was thinking everyone's looking at me thinking why is that who's the hot sauce guy like, what's this all about but i literally sold out of everything by the end of the event people just loved it and then from from there I went on to do like a London uh film and comic-con and then I was just getting asked to do all these different conventions and, and now I'm doing the BBC good food show so it just literally just grew and grew and grew and people were telling me like how much they enjoyed the the whole concept and how much they enjoyed the sauces themselves and how cool they thought the idea was so I was just like I'm onto this something here man I just need to stick with it and just yeah
3: Absolutely. No, I mean it's fantastic. It's such a standout brand. And, you know, I think that's where you've really maximized and, and found the best in terms of having a niche market because hot sauce can potentially have the problem of being the most standard commodity out there, right? Like you go down the shopping aisle and you wouldn't beat you would your head wouldn't turn if you walked down the aisle and saw rows upon rows of hot sauce but Mm. with i think what's incredible about your brand is that it does exactly the opposite of that it draws you towards the bottle you want to buy it because you know we spoke about names catchy names um horror movie parodies things like that you identify with the brand and what it's selling yeah so Mm -hmm i think that's absolutely it's just fantastic and i think as you say hitting the comic con and all of those i think horror movie fans and horror fans in general are gonna <clears> are, are gonna really go for it it sounds like they already have and hey i'm gonna be on the website buying myself a in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna I think before the end of the show yeah. i'm gonna
4: buy some yeah. well it's i think because because it, it had that horror um thing about it it's just got so many there's so many different avenues that i could go down with it hence why i'm now on a theme park (laughs) podcast um because we i sort of got involved involved in the scare industry so obviously i met So how i met callum uh we were trading at the same convention it's for the love of sci-fi in manchester and the screen count desk was opposite uh mine and we just got chatting we became friends uh, and then all of a sudden, Callum's introduced me to loads of people in the scare industry and then to, to the, the guy that runs ScareCon. And he's, he invited me along to, to set up a stall there and asked me to kind of semi sponsor it and, and create like a ScareCon official source for the show. It's just, you know, it's so many different arms and legs, it just grows, you know, you know, because of horror, because of the horror thing. If it was just a standard, you know, hot sauce. I think it would just get it'll just go you know in the pile with the rest of them because of the horror thing the horror movie everyone just seems to want to you know i'm doing some cool coll- collaborations there's a there's a film coming out on shutter pretty soon so the director contact me saying will you do a, a li- uh, like a uh a, a, a collaboration with us like a limited edition hot sauce for the the merch the official merch this is really weird, man. It's just like, you know, all these different things that are all horror-related, which is my number one passion, so it's great. It's it is, hot sauce. It is so
1: strange. You said
4: served me well.
1: <laughs> you, you said Sorry. just then, um, oh, and now I'm on a theme park podcast. And it it is, is so, it's so strange how things happen, isn't it? It really is, um, man, yeah, definitely. We, you've gone from... Oh, I like hot
4: sauce too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I think that's the, the you know, the whole scare attraction. So I'm massively into scare attractions. I love them. And that's why me, when me and Callum got talking and I was like, oh man, it was, I'd, I was, I'd only really just sort of got into it then. So Callum was telling me well, the best one parks to go to and, and, and yeah, and it just kind of, and then, yeah, we just ended up working on this movie together. And I put, so from the Dean of the Dead hot sauce, I kind of did like a little sub, Category dean of the dead productions and i just thought you know i'm just going to keep growing it i've got some other things in the pipeline as well so i'm kind of turning it into a brand as opposed to just a hot sauce thing
3: dean of the Uh, dead is almost the the kind of mothership of this horror themed empire what it sounds to be like i mean (laughs) i could see dean of the dead merch coming out heck (laughs) i'd buy a dean of the dead i don't love my um my like like baggy teas i'm all about a baggy tea so i would definitely buy a dean in <laughs> the dead baggy tea with some nice like tattoo artwork do you, you know? dude do you
4: know what on if you go onto my website i've done six collaborations with tattoo artists so they're tattoo artist teas for, <laughs> you're on, kidding yeah. no okay. they're, oh, they're oh, there on there i'm seeing i can see them and i was about this, to say this <laughs> yeah, there's six different ones on there all together. Um where there, buy-
3: can you do a bundle where you buy a t-shirt and a and a hot sauce?
4: Well I'm trying to do it for, for summer, because it's it's um uh yeah, well so basically for summer I'm gonna try and put together this like barbecue pack because I've just done these seasoning rubs, these like chili rubs. Um mm. so I'm gonna I'm trying to put together um like a box, like a barbecue mix and match box with like maybe a t-shirt, some some barbecue rubs, some sauces. But um yeah, it's all it's all work in progress and it's obviously finance is permitted because it's all self-funded, so
3: uh it's I tell you what, I am hands down, oh I'm gonna purchase okay. So for someone who isn't perhaps the spiciest of people, um, yeah. but likes, like I can deal with uh like a medium spice at a certain chicken shop. That's my kind of spice level. <laughs> like I actually bit, had
1: to make that decision today. We went shopping. Oh. And we were buying hot sauce, and I don't do hot sauce to the point that that uh, my girlfriend said, uh, "Oh, we can get the lemon and herb if you want." <laughs> and like, it was, it was really like it was quite demeaning. Actually, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I can
3: do, um, I can do. Um, oh, the thing they put—I love the stuff they put in um, Moroccan food. A lot of Moroccan foods. Um, oh crikey!
4: Uh, oh harissa
3: harissa i love harissa oh my goodness gracious me i love it um so what sauce would you recommend for someone that's kind of on a harissa medium
4: Ah, uh from from my from my range or in general
3: no no if i was to go on dean of the dead right now and order some because that's where we're at at this point
4: (laughs) (laughs) you could go so uh so the mildest one is called sauce uh which is the movie saw but with a little C on it as sauce. Um that is uh apple and jalapeno flavor. That's put that's the mildest one. Um that sounds quite nice. and there's yeah they're they're very sweet. They kind of are more kind of they focus on flavor more than um heat I think apart from actually saying that there's the exorcist is the the the, the hottest one and that yeah that's quite painful that one. Um, I think I think you'd be safe with sauce.
0: You don't say the
4: I could say I could see Callum just unmute
0: himself. He's going to come in and. Yeah. <laughs> I say you, what, give me me you a few <laughs>
4: occasions.
0: If anybody wants to watch, oh, me and Dean eating these sauces, and also see Didn't... Dean whip out hotter sauces than his sauce, like some of the hottest sauce in the world, oh, I I'll I'll Yeah. Go go and watch the Pumpkin Podcast episode fourteen. Me and Dean, uh yeah, we have a hot sauce off, and he wipes the floor with me. So yeah, it's, it's it, it <laughs> makes for very funny viewing. See,
1: future. You, you do a lot of hot sauce and stuff on your pumpkin podcast, uh, quite a bit, don't you, Callum?
0: Yeah, well, it's sponsored by Dean of the yeah, Dead hot sauces. So um,
1: I, I, I've always been a bit worried. I, I've, I've almost kind of thought, oh, if I might never do an attraction again. Just in case Callum asks me on and I have to do hot sauce.
0: <laughs> you know what? I've had I've had quite a lot of people on actually. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember the top of my head, but I've had quite a, I think, what, ten of ten or fifteen guests or something. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to get you on, Brett. When this lockdown's over, you're going to definitely come on and uh, and give it a go. Um, but that's how that's how me and Dean kind of expanded our friendship in a way. Because, um, yeah. like I say, like Dean said, we met at that uh, for the love of sci-fi in Manchester when we we're opposite each other. And then literally after that, I, I gave him some free tickets to Scream Camp. He gave me a free pack of hot sauces and it was kind of the, the the bromance was born then. And then we kept in touch. And then obviously when I set up the Pumpkin podcast, I contacted him. I was like, uh, I want to try and spin the podcast up because it's a visual podcast, not just an audio one. Um, So I was like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And just it just came to me and I thought, you know what, what about eating hot sauce on camera? Um, that would be a fun way to end the episode. Um, And yeah, I contacted Dean. He was more than happy to, suppliers with some hot sauce and then you
4: it's a bit like a hot ones kind of vibe wasn't it i think hot ones are so popular and it just really works and because and again because the horror theme it just all just meshed together quite nicely didn't it
0: it did mate yeah um so yeah Dean the Dead, proud sponsor of the Pumpkin Podcast. Uh, why am Why aren't we
4: sponsored by Dean the Dead? Hot sauce. You can, I can, be, you can <laughs> be. I can't. I can't get anyone these days. <laughs> Just ask me. I'll like. Yeah, sure, guys. Dean,
3: here? I absolutely love your website. Oh my gosh! Who does your um, photography and all your promo?
4: Oh man! So we've got another one of these shoots coming up they're awesome man so we're doing oh right so it's a good friend of mine kylan a guy called kylan i'll give him a shout out kajamira Photography. he's absolutely amazing he's uh, he plays bass in one of the bands that are playing and he's just an awesome photographer um and he's he's taken some pretty sick shots just like um -hmm. aside from that and then we he he, uh, we turned up to a gig one day and he was like He's like, do you fancy doing like a promo shoot for your sources? He goes, but I've also got these ideas that I want to do with these kind of really scary princesses where they turn it around and, and yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, yeah, man, this sounds great. Like, and they ended up being, no, I think actually he asked me to come along to the shoot first of all. And then I just said, oh, do you mind if I bring the sources along and just <laughs> chuck them in there? I could use them as like a bit of promo. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And they have literally been so successful. Like, and people contacted me saying, man, those pictures are amazing.
3: They are so um, cool
4: um and it was just we just rented out a studio in i think it was walthamstow murder miles studios it was called and it was just full of like weird kinky gear and all sorts of stuff going on in there it was crazy and but it was perfect absolutely perfect for the for the vibe of the shoot we we're actually setting up another one at the minute and it's themed on my bloody valentine
3: oh yeah so we've got
4: the two girls with gas masks pickaxes that kind of vibe so it's gonna and we, we we were trying to rent out some tunnels somewhere so we could go and do a like, proper location shoot but we got we got um someone got back to us with a price and we were like no <laughs> so so it, it might be a green, it might be a green screen jobby but but yeah basically yeah uh, it's,
3: it's great it's great it's great uh, I'm I mean at this point I'm trying to think how can we do a trivia show based off of a feedback a trivia show based on of hot sources <laughs> <laughs> my head fantastic I love it it's so cools So say. since I must sam say. has
1: has now turned this podcast into a shopping show <laughs> um we'll we'll actually talk about where we can get the last retreat the the film from because you guys have just released it on vimeo I believe yes and um, but you're also looking to get it on amazon and other places like that where else can we actually find the film
0: so at the moment it's obviously available on vimeo so you can stream that if you've got apple tv or android tv um a number of other things as well i can't remember what the names of them are called um but you can stream it to tell you that or you can literally just watch it on an ipad or laptop um at the moment uh we are we are in the pro- we've submitted it to amazon so we've submitted it for licensing it's currently under review it can take up to three weeks um to get a decision back from amazon so we're holding out hope that it will be available on Amazon. Um, so if you keep, uh, if anyone is interested and wants to see the film when it comes out on Amazon, fingers crossed, then just keep an eye on the last retreat Facebook page or the last retreat Instagram.
1: I'm definitely keeping an eye out on Amazon because I, I'm always watching Amazon stuff. So that, that'll be where I go. Yep. There you go. Now I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah. Well we've um, we have submitted it to uh, multiple um, selection of film festivals as well. And um, so, mm-hmm. We are in the hope that it could possibly get selected, but it's going to be a few months before we'll find out that. Um, so yeah, it's fingers, fingers crossed that we can get it shown at a festival, and fingers crossed that we can actually go to the festival. It won't be a virtual one if it does get selected.
1: Yeah, it's such. A, I mean, you you were very lucky. You said earlier how you won a an award at Scarecon, mm-hmm. um, and like how how lucky it was that you you won it at a Scarecon. Um, as amazing it is to win an award, it ah oh, to to have won one online. it's just not the same is it uh we we all need to get back to normal as soon as we can
0: i'm still feeling the pain from that brett um i think the hard work me and my whole team put into scream Camp that that year um through the weather the wind the rain the amount of guests we had and just the anticipation of winning an award in our first year of production to then win that award but be sat in a room with two of us because no one's allowed to be together, <sighs> and not to be able to be at Scarecon with 500 people, with all the teams sat around the table, and then to hear a big cheer go up—it, it still kills me now because I think that would have, that would have been a memory to remember. Um, but it is, it is what it is. Unfortunately, I, yeah, that's, did, that's, did you,
1: did you, did you get your trophy? Did it, did it still work that way? Or
0: we haven't it, got the trophy it, yet. We haven't okay. been given one yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't know whether it, I, I think I sent Scaretours <laughs> Pulse the other day that. um, then don't think they're going to run again this year um, because yeah. I think the whole plan was to bring people up from last year on the stage to present <clears> them with <throat> the award. So they got mm-hmm. that kind of five minutes of fame. Um, but I don't know what's happening with this year. It's probably going to be another virtual, virtual mm-hmm. one.
1: Well, finger across. as soon as we can get back to Scarecon, you you can get your award and we'll all, we'll all celebrate screen camp and, and the attractions that, that sadly couldn't, you know, walk up on that stage and, and have literally the entire industry that we all love you know cheering them on we yeah. all we were all watching we were all cheering you on thank you mate. um but but you know let's let's hope that we can get back to normal and and, and actually give you guys the the real credit you deserve and, and every other attraction that was either yeah. nominated or, or won an award
0: yeah um, of course mate much appreciated i mean like I say, the chat at the moment is people wondering potentially will the retreat uh, get a nomination at this year's Scarecon? i don't know uh, we'll have to wait and see because uh, unfortunately no one from scare tour got to come I think the week before the week after well it, the lockdown happened and the week after that's when uh the ScareTour guys are supposed to come and do it so whether or not they'll look at reviews and try and give us a nomination on that vote I don't know so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that
1: I I have no doubt in my mind that that you'll have a nomination out of it um I've had multiple attractions that ScareTour weren't able to get to and and they've they've still had you know give us the honor of being you know at least nominated because they yeah. look at they look at the whole picture they they know they know what scare attractions are regardless of you know them going through it or not they they know what a good or bad attraction is before they go through it mm-hmm. um so I, I i think you you're in with a definitely a good shot there i'm sure
0: fingers crossed it'd be it'd be nice but again it wouldn't be nice to get a nomination and not win because i'm greedy
1: <laughs> but oh yeah, yeah yeah, I've had I've had three now. I think three or four, and I've not won yet. So <laughs> I feel you on that.
0: Yeah, I know. I think it'd be painful <laughs> if we didn't win, but you know, it is. It's been a strange year, and I think whoever wins would deserve it because it's been a tough year for everyone. I think everyone that's managed to put some on, and those people that haven't managed to put some on, it's just you know everyone's tried the best in every way. So
4: we should well, see if we could show the film, Callum, at Scarecon. That'd be good. One year when it's on. Ooh.
0: Yeah, potentially oh, or maybe we, we, we might have done another one by then who knows uh, <laughs> should we do <try> the trilogy <laughs> they get picked up by an uber driver who's been sent by the competition company um, who ends up being a bit bit back crazy and he then drops them off at the cabin Um, they go into the cabin they relax they chill out um later on the evening they've all had a few drinks and um yeah one of one of the couples has an argument and uh the girl storms out of the cabin um and then basically her boyfriend goes looking for her
3: not that not that i think you guys particularly you know necessarily kind of need to hear this, but I think in this year of, uh, or this last year in a bit of uncertainty um, and craziness, uh, I think positivity goes a long way. And what you have both done, both together with the movie and also individually uh, with, um, you know, the retreat and Dean with your hot sauces and creating the brands and everything. I think it's absolutely fantastic that out of something that was, you know, don't get me wrong, was obviously incredibly tragic for the world. you both have survived and, and thrived, really, and created something awesome and creative from it, and then have merged those two things together to create something even better. So, really, hats off to both of you. Um, I'm definitely going to be supporting, obviously, as I said, the retreat. I'm going to, if there's a space, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm literally on the website now for dealing the dead. Sauce is going to, going to buy myself uh, some chili jam. I think the night, of the evil dead, or was that a chili jam? Night of the evil, night of the living spread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna buy some. So honestly, boys, you've, you've, you've r- incredible. Really, you should give yourself some. Take, take your hats off to that. Really, you should. Oh, thanks,
0: mate. Cheers, mate. I said. To, Cheers, I, I, I'll reiterate what I said to Polly. I spoke to Polly from celluloid Screams, who was formerly of Horrorbox. Uh, I was chatting with her, and she was kind of saying the same thing. How kind of the retreat give her it, it was something to look back on on a, on a, on a really r- a rubbish year last year, and it's something that she can that made her feel. You know positive something to something that she can look back on and be like, Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed that. It was something to take out of a depressing time, and that was the whole reason why we created the retreat. We wanted to create something that would give people light at the end of a tunnel. Um, when everything was so dark last year, it's, it's yeah, we love creating immersive experiences, but we don't do it for our own benefit. And I'm I, I, and I'll be honest with you, this the events don't make a lot of money, it's all due to us just wanting to create a fantastic experience to the best of our abilities for general public, for reviewers, for whoever wants to come and do it, to then go at the end of the night and go, you know what, that was fantastic. And that is payment for me. And I think I can speak for the whole team and say that when they read positive reviews, that's that's like a check for 10 grand. You know, it's that's that's what we get our kicks out of is just pleasing other people and making an event that they can, you know, talk about in the future and then, you know that's that's what kind of keeps us going
1: yeah that's amazing um yeah i, I think entertainers in general I, that's what we all are you know we it, um anyone who is either in the scare industry or anything is we're entertainers and and you know those screams and those those great reviews are, are our applause on a stage mm-hmm. essentially um so yeah that that even in such a dark time to be able to to bring that to people is is brilliant and to know that like you said with polly who is Polly's amazing. I absolutely love Polly from uh, formerly Horrorbox, uh, who yeah. has her own, she does her own cinema uh, screenings and things. Uh, yeah, to know that she's gone away from that and and looks back on 2020 and goes, how terrible was that year? But there was that really cool thing I did. Yeah. Uh, so that is really nice to, to know that you, you've you also, you know, lifted spirits of, of what 100%. is potentially the worst year in some people's lives.
0: Yeah, agreed,
1: mate. Agreed. Amazing. Um, one thing I did want to point out: if anyone is going to watch the film, um, you mentioned this earlier, um, Callum to, yep. to Sam, um, you would you would advise to not watch the film if you were going to do the retreat yourself. Is that correct?
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, the retreat. Uh, well, the, the last retreat, the the actual film is ninety percent based on the retreat. The scare experience. Um, so there's there's obviously a lots of different twists and turns in the actual movie. But in terms of uh, the, the links between the two, if you do wish to visit uh, the scare experience, the retreat, I would avoid watching the movie until you visited. it. Um, if you don't want to visit the retreat scare experience, then yeah, feel free to go and watch the last retreat. Um, or if you don't mind spoilers, do both. Um, it's entirely your choice. But there are it will spoil the experience. You will see things coming if you watch the movie.
1: Or you could do full-on retreat section and and choose the horror film, The Last Retreat, for the (laughs) horror film you watch in The Retreat. That would be weird, wouldn't it? And and then it happens at the same time. No spoilers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That would be very, very weird.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because you could could even have a Last Retreat, choose-your-own-story kind of version, maybe, and – You press a button on your remote and then maybe something happens in real life instead. You know, who knows? (laughs)
0: Have you been reading my mind, Ryan? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I, I have thought about this before. Um, Like I say, when we create something, there's always what's next. What can we do next? How can we better what we've just done? You know, we're never complacent at what we've achieved. We always want to try and better ourselves as a creative team.
1: Yeah. I said this last week to, um, or the other week to Ash from Scare Directory. Uh, the one thing I have noticed out of, uh, the scare industry, uh, COVID has just made us innovate more. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just the, the restrictions have, have made us just come up with better ideas basically. Yeah. Um, so we'll learn a lot out of this. We, we said a few weeks ago that we still expect drive through experience to, to be a thing regardless of COVID. Yep. Um, and you know, it seems as if you guys you stumbled across this incredible attraction, the retreat, and then going on to doing a, a, a really cool film as well out of it. Mm-hmm. And yet, after COVID, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that that we'll still hear lots about the retreat.
0: Yeah,
3: well, it was also interesting because we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how we think that the audience um, has changed and how COVID actually. As I say, as a, another kind of strange silver lining uh, to the scare industry, as a as a performer, last Halloween was was super interesting because um, the audiences had. Much more of a sense of vulnerability than they usually would if they were going through such a uh, such a large group or, or with a group of fifteen people, where they were able to hide. But because there was obviously the the rule of six, and there wasn't you know big groups allowed, so a lot of the time it was twos and threes going for uh, going through. It made it such a intimate experience, and also again as a performer, it, it made it easier to really manipulate that group and kind of get get sort of uh up close and personal and sort of within reason and sort of um uh, and really work work your crowd and work your audience perhaps more so than you'd be able to if there was a ginormous group of 10 or 15 or whatever from previous years so it was just interesting to see how the how through the pandemic the audience and therefore the audience's reactions emotions and their experience as a whole changed sort of for the better if that makes sense you, would you kind of agree with that? What would what your thoughts be on that?
0: I agree with it, personally. Um, I think last year was one of the best run-throughs of Halloween events I've been to, in terms of interaction with actors, and I think the Rule of Six and the batching, because uh, Brett will agree, and everyone that's been through a scare Attraction will agree, I think your experience will totally depend on how that actor at the front is batching um, if you batched in a conga line, you're not going to have a good experience. But if you batch with a two minute gap, for example, I know that's not always possible. But it, it was this year because of well, last year because of COVID, um, and I felt like we had a lot of more intimate time with, you know, actors and got to experience the actual events a lot more in detail than we normally would have done. I think.
3: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, it was.
4: I I always loved the kind of safety and numbers aspect when I was first sort of getting into scare attractions. So whereas. Last year, well, I me mean, my partner Laura were going along to quite a lot of events and we had to go through as a two and we're both as windy as each other. So I was like, oh God, we have to do it. We can't go through with loads of other people. So
3: I just loved it. It, it gave us, I did so love much, it. It, it. gave us. So you could see people coming up from a mile and you could really judge it. There's, my my favourite was when you saw people sort of shuffling in from around the corner and you could instantly tell within two minutes if they were going to be, if they were gonna be easy to get inside the, the first container or if or if you were gonna to have to work even harder to get and nine times out of ten, they were sort of all sort of you know, everyone's a big man around their mates, right? But then as soon as they <laughs> What maze was you
4: in? I'm a first container kind of guy, definitely. You would have got me straight away, man. I mean I'm uh, scared of Kermit the Frog for God's sake.
0: What <laughs> maze was you in, Sam? <laughs>
3: uh I worked in uh, on on Freak Show, Toxic Junkyard.
0: That was my favourite of last year. Uh, thank you. That was, that was A lot
1: of people have been saying that he, he's getting a bit head <clears> now, but it keeps happening. This must be the third, the third podcast. in Well, well no,
2: pass. Mikey didn't actually say it. So Sam was a little bit upset and I, I had to prompt oh. him a little bit, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: it was, it was great. It was, hey, it was such an amazing event and experience to be a part of. As I said, it was all, all down to, uh, such a wonderful team to work with. And obviously the creative team at Towers is fantastic. And, uh, and the, the 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 show teams and performance teams and managers just everyone pulling that event off was miraculous and uh it was just as much fun to work it and to be a part of it as as i'm sure it was to go through it because it was uh we had an absolute blast so it was fantastic
0: well we went through the whole park and we were like yeah this is good this is good and then Junk junkyard was the last one we did uh i was there with mikey from scare track and we went through, and we came out the other end. And Dean was with us actually as well. Um, Dean was Dean will probably explain it. Me and Mikey came out. We were like, "Wow, that was so good! Like that was so intense." Where there was people popping out here, there, and everywhere. We absolutely loved it. we were like, "Right, maze of the day, brilliant!" And Dean came out and went, "It eh, was all right." Oh, God. Sorry,
4: sir. No, 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 no. no, no. No, I'll tell you what it was, though. No, (laughs) no, honestly, I I thought the actors were great, and I'm being truthful. I thought it was visually stunning, Um, but it was was still light when we went through it. And I think, because, Callum, you and Mikey went ahead of us, and when we got released to go through, I think the actors were still on you guys. So we were kind of, there was quite a lot of moments where, there weren't any actors. And I think it, I think it was just our run through. I think that's all it was. Cause as I say, it, when we did come across the actors, they were great visually. It was incredible. Um, and if it had been darker as well, it would have been even better. So I think, I think it was just our mm. run through. It was, that you know, it's just, it was definitely
3: one of those things. I mean, obviously, uh, I've said this a, a thousand and one times, and I'll say it again. Obviously, I'm not. This is my own personal view. I'm in no way affiliated with Merlin, Elton Towers, or any affiliated theme parks to do with the company or represent anything of the nature. Um, but uh, I think, I think, obviously, it was there. It was almost two separate mazes, one during the day and one at night, as it often mm. with, with outside attractions uh, and, and, and scare attractions. So, um, although it shouldn't have. It should never technically affect the scares in terms of uh, performance or um where you're getting the your scares from that should all be consistent I, st- I think there is a lot to be said about having the cover of darkness obviously and uh and having that generally create a foreboding atmosphere and when it when the um when it, when it was nighttime in the attraction it, it really did take a, take on a form of its own and felt very carnivally especially the um my favorite area to work in the attraction was the uh what we called uh the the playground so it was um just after the kind of hammer time section do you remember there was a hammer time section and then as you walked through you kind of had that weird funhouse style bit where you had weapons and kind of oh, yeah. I punch that, yeah. bags but yeah and you had little like peep holes for hands and things and and uh and that was always a really fun section to work because it was so chaotic it was so loud and it was almost so many kind of strobing lights everywhere and that you could just get you could just really work your area there and it was and it was awesome because even though yes there was of course social distancing measures in across the maze and also within what we were taught to do as performers um it was amazing how how many how many guests relied on that social distancing to give them a sort of safety bubble like oh they won't be able to get that close to me because of social distancing or they won't be able to do this because of social distancing but actually you know, as the run went on, we really learned how to work in those scares from a distance and how it became really effective. So it almost created, created a bit of a, a, a false sense of um, security, which we really were able to work to uh, our, our advantage. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic thing to be a part of. And uh, and oh, I just can't wait to, fingers crossed, do it all over again if I'm on our
0: back. It'd be wonderful. I'll tell you the, um, the most scary thing about Toxic Junkyard when we were walking through. There was a guy... In a multi-coloured jacket, and he <laughs> and he was still there. Absolutely, looked like you, Sam.
3: Oh, I'll tell you what, he wasn't. He didn't give you some useless <laughs> <Is> theme park <laughs> trivia, did he? Was I was going to say? Was
1: he? Yeah, is he still wearing your suit, Sam? You got <laughs> to change it to a costume. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running around the running around the theme park with a fluffy microphone. <laughs> Goodness gracious, what we do for content, hey? What we do for content?
0: Can I just say, touching on the last retreat? Um, we've not really give a synopsis for anyone that, you know, Yes, yeah, I was
1: about to say that, that I, cause we keep the, the, the issue is, is you guys do too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you guys Sorry. have done so many amazing things and we keep going on to loads of different, like things about screen pack, uh Scree camp. And then we do bits on uh, Dean of the Dead. But I really want our listeners to hear, you know, uh, what actually is the last retreat, the film, you know, what, what would you as as directors and writers of the film say the last retreat is, I think that's what I really would love to hear.
0: So I think I'll give a synopsis of the thing and then Dean could add on if he wants. I'll try and give a spoiler hmm. as spoiler free as possible. Um so the synopsis is basically there's four friends um that win a weekend away in a luxury retreat cabin. Um they get picked up by an Uber driver who's been sent by the competition company um who ends up being a bit Bit back crazy. Um, he then drops them off at the cabin. Um, they go into the cabin. They relax. They chill out. Um, later on in the evening, they've all had a few drinks, and um, they're one one of the couples has an argument, and uh, the girl storms out of the cabin. Um, and then basically her boyfriend goes looking for her, and that's where stuff basically starts to go wrong. Um, they're then subject to her basically becoming hostage uh, so she gets taken hostage and they've got a complete different tasks and challenges set out by uh, the evil henchman uh, to try and get her back alive um but things aren't as plain sailing as they sound so yeah uh, there's lots of twists there's lots of turns there's stuff that you won't see coming um and the the, the ending is definitely something that you'll go no way so yeah, that's uh, there's definitely a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of twists in there. So if you you gotta watch the movie with both eyes open.
1: Oh, it's really exciting. I'm 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 yeah. really looking forward to seeing it now. Dean, have you got anything to add to that?
0: No, I was just
4: I was thinking as Callum was talking and I was about to well, I was thinking what saying and I was like, Oh no, that's that's a that's a spoiler. <laughs> so uh, no, I think Callum, you pretty much covered everything.
1: Amazing.
2: Um, um
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> can I can I ask though? During at any point in the film is
1: any hot sauce featured? <laughs>
4: product placement. There's got to
1: be some product placement somewhere, right?
4: We we joked around with it, but I was just like, no. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what is in there. Mikey from ScareTrack, um, there's a scene in the Uber in the Uber um where the oh, radio yeah. the radio's playing. And there's like, um, as you see, because basically the film, I don't know if we've mentioned, is a found footage film. So this is all filmed. Uh, the film itself was filmed on an iPhone 12. Um, it was edited on iMovie and it was filmed on a micro budget. And the people that have watched it and reviewed it said they wouldn't have thought that um, because of the quality and the story and the acting. They've all loved it, which is it's great. In
4: the movie. It's fun, isn't it?
0: hundred percent yeah the pace of the cuts the edits are, are fantastic but yeah in the in the scene where where they get they're getting taken to the to the retreat there's a scene where the the panning you know when he found footage films they pan to like the scenery and everything and you can hear kind of the radio in the background so Mikey cut out a bit of his uh, you are now listening to the scare track podcast and you, you <laughs> if you listen out for it you can hear that and he's dubbed it over the top of it so yeah he he, he, he was the only one he was the only one who threw a little easter egg in there. Was was
1: that my? Because really cool. um, oh, okay. Your next film, you need to throw in a load of different Easter eggs from the scare industry, then.
4: Yes. Hot hot sauces everywhere, every scene. Yeah, every
1: scene. Sauce. There's a hot sauce in the <laughs> background. <laughs> <brownie. laughs>
4: in fact, this, just this house of a Tha- house of a thousand sources was the little. I, did you know House of a Thousand Corpses, the Rob Zombie movie? Yeah. You guys seen that? Yeah, so the, the thing I did the the thing I sort of wrote before the um last retreat, this house of a thousand sources talking of Easter eggs. If you guys check it out, it's on YouTube, House of a Thousand Sources. There's a little ghost girl in there um as an Easter egg. Let's see how many times you can spot her crop up.
2: Oh, cool.
4: Well, She's pretty cool. Way. Check that out. But yeah, we should I, we we did we joked around with uh, some hot sauce product placement, but I was just like, no, <laughs> I don't think we should do that. But now I'm kind of wishing we did.
1: So yeah, I've got one last question. Sorry. Oh, did you want to say something?
2: No, I, would, I was just going to say. I think um, you know it can be done tastefully. I think with the product placement. I think um, if they're just like opening the cupboards and going, "Oh, Dean of the Dead, hot sauce. That looks really nice." <laughs> but if um, you know, if it, if it's just on a shelf in the background or you know whatever, I think there's ways and means of doing it. So <laughs> you definitely should do it. You know, I think uh, don't be don't be scared
4: to do it. Well, yeah, you I could have done I that, Dean. So- We'll work it into the next one somehow. Yeah,
1: I think the, the line would be where they turn to the camera holding it, you know, and go, oh, <laughs> look, Dean of the Dead Horse. I can't world, believe that's it. World,
2: yeah, like in Wales, Dean of the Dead Horse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one last question. I know you have kind of keep saying this as a joke, we'll do it in the next one, but have you guys genuinely got a plan of potentially doing a new film or Dean, have you ever thought about joining Callum in writing a scare attraction of some sort?
4: We've definitely, well, we've definitely mentioned, we've definitely spoken about doing some more filming writing hundred percent. Cause it was such a, it's such a, the whole process is just so much fun from writing it to, to filming it, acting it out, everything, just the whole camaraderie of the whole people, everyone that's involved, it's just so much fun so we, we definitely and you know obviously we had the restrictions and everything in place so it'd be good you know once covid is, is gone and everything's kind of gone back to sort of normal just to see you know how far we can take it and and uh you know whether we do a last
0: retreat too or we do something completely different um the way the film ends does leave an opening and it was wrote to leave An opening for a second movie um so there is possibilities there um we've had some good feedback from this at the moment but again writing a movie trying to advertise it you can only advertise it as far as your facebook friends and a couple of shares and you know it's very difficult to get it out there without you know kind of getting it on the likes of amazon or you know getting it released on dvd or anything like that you know to try and get it to those sort of heights is quite difficult so the kind of having you have gone down is to try and put it into a few um, horror horror festivals um, and see where that that can take us. And obviously we're still down the Amazon Prime route at the moment. So touch wood and fingers crossed.
4: I think also you need, you know, shoving a load of money into like a PR company, isn't it? And just punting it out there for you. And I think we just haven't really got that at the minute. I think we could use this, we could use the, you know, the the last retreat that we just done, we could use that as a springboard for the next project. um, Get like a Kickstarter going or something like that. Um, but we haven't really explored all the options yet, have we? We've just kind of spoken about definitely no. doing something, but not but what we're actually going to do yet, kind of thing.
0: And, and while you've mentioned it, um, Brett, why not discuss Dean? So, I don't know, mate, do, do you want to be involved in creating immersive scare experiences? Um,
4: oh, man, oh, I would like, yeah, absolutely, definitely. I, do you know what? I hadn't even really thought about it, but now <laughs> you mentioned it, yeah, why not? <laughs> definitely no absolutely i i anything creative man and anything creative that involves being scared scared horror whatever I'm in. i mean th- definitely
0: i think the first one is to it, it, i think the first one is to get you in as an actor um i'd love to do that
4: that'd be great that'd be great i tell you they're, they're, i went to um is it called la maison or something there's a there's a scare attraction there's a permanent scare attraction in paris Le Manoir. Was, yeah the Manoir. Yeah. i think it's called uh, I went there a few years, oh wait, I, I say a few years back, it could have been ages ago, time goes so quickly, and I remember there being a, a section in there, um, like a vampire section, um, and are there are there many vampire scare mazes out there?
0: Not that many. There's
4: not as many. No, there are no. There aren't. Yeah. Great, like, 30 days a night-esque kind of thing would be cool. Lost Boys kind of vibe, something like that would be good. Do you know
2: what I have actually got? I've got a concept in my head that that I don't think has been done before. You know how um, we have this ASMR type thing where you know uh, a lot of people they get this kind of buzz in the head. You know when people talk very quietly over like a microphone. I thought you know in a lot of attractions we, we use darkness, but what if you used extreme light? so for example a room that was completely white but then you had characters who also were just wearing white um and they were talking very softly kind of around you and you're getting these very soft sounds that'd be like incredibly immersive and people would get this kind of buzz in the head and i don't know i just kind of i keep thinking of this because for me I'd find it kind of personally terrifying to be in this, even though it's, it's all this light and it's all white. I'd still find that terrifying. Uh, I think, because I, I think know. that'd be
0: good, Ryan, that'd be good in uh, a scare maze and a scare attraction. I think if you went through a maze like that, uh, I think that'd be quite disorientating and horrible. Um, One
3: thing I'll never forget was, and this is kind of, kind of in a similar vein, kind of, but not was um, experiment 10 at Thorpe park. Um, at the end, towards the end, there was that really harsh strobe light that that set off with that kind of. I'm going to do this away from the microphone, but set off with a kind of. bang. It was like a bang, like every every so often, a really loud kind of beep noise. And when they did that, they, the strobe light was so intense and strong that it blinded you. And it, and I remember, I and mean, then and all the people in the kind of gas mark hazmat suits were also in white as well. And there was tons of smoke that you couldn't see anything. Around you, and so that was kind of similar because it was so much light, it was completely disorientating. I remember actually, actually, genuinely, one thing feeling it was one of the only times I've actually felt like I actually needed to get out of the maze. Um, and I think, I think, so I think something like that could work really well, as well as playing on the idea of um, uh, making people feel incredibly claustrophobic in in terms of invading personal space. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember the movie, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, um, uh, oh, no, I can't think of the name of it, it was just on the just on my in my head then, uh, summer, midsummer. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen midsummer, but it's good, and there's that scene where she's crying, one of the camp mates is like crying and like moving back into her cabin because of what she's seen, and um, all the other kind of females of the group surround her and like like pull her and grab her and like crying in her face and like like moaning in her face to emulate her uh, the fact that she was upset and that to me was the most disturbing most difficult part of the whole movie to watch because i'm quite a claustrophobic person that doesn't like touch and doesn't like people getting too close and kind of putting weight on me when you don't want weight on you and things like that you know and and so i think it's difficult because you can't really touch people especially now in covid but i think don't don't do scream
0: camp don't do not do scream camp if that's how you feel
3: (laughs) you know using people sort of putting weight on you and dragging you down and kind of trying to kind of you know do do you understand i feel like i'm sort of chatting away here but um it completely invading and dragging on your weight in your personal space it just really uh, so come accompany that with with light and uh everything like that, I think it would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, we do actually use uh, a white-out room in one of the end of the attractions at, at Terra Mountain. Uh, we completely pump the room full with smoke and just we have the uh, the lights that are used for when there's an emergency. <laughs> um, we just have white floodlights in there and it completely whites out the room. But you've, you've actually come from a pitch-black maze section just before it. Oh wow! Um, So you go from pitch black into brilliant white room, and you just have to find the exit. Um, It's uh, yeah, it's it's really disorientating because you can't see a thing, even though, well, it it's it's light again, but it it does the opposite. It's it's really strange. But yeah, I think it's been using a couple different attractions here and about, but uh, it can be really effective. It sounds strange to say, let's turn the lights on in this room. Yeah, scare attraction uh, but yeah sam don't do scream camp if if you if you don't want people to touch you that much
3: <laughs> it's not so much touch it's the fact of that they were they were like putting weight on the person and not allowing her to move or get away because they were they were physically like dragging her and like dragging her down and like and just touching her it was it's so funny my, my boyfriend had come over from america at the time and so we were um, we were watching this movie together because um, he loves horror as well. And the two of us were watching this movie, and <laughs> I don't know if this is TMI or whatever. But um, afterwards, we were like, obviously, we hadn't seen each other for however long? Like ten months since leaving uh, Disney, and we uh, <laughs> we were there, obviously in bed, and obviously we just finished watching this movie. And of course, you know the inevitable, you know, ha- you know things start happening when you do in a couple sleeps what a ghost place.
1: there was a ghost in the room <gasps> oh no <laughs> and
3: and i got so bugged by this scene and so like claustrophobic and like sweaty by the fact that she was getting dragged away and pulled in different directions and everything um i actually completely shunned him off for the night and i remember he was so and it was just because i was so impacted by that i was like please i just don't want anyone to touch me right now i just feel really hot i'm just feeling really, like And it was so interesting to see how a a scene like that from a film can really impact you that much. And so, yeah, uh, it would be a challenge.
1: I apologise to Troy on Sam's behalf, but not only for having shunned you that one night, but having to tell the public story (laughs) of it on a podcast.
3: Yeah, sorry, Troy.
1: (laughs) So I feel like uh, we've we've started talking about all sorts of different stuff now. So I I feel like uh, we can wrap that up there. Uh, Unless anyone's got anything else to say. No, I I'll take no. that. As I know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Callum and Dean, for joining us today. Um, we've had a really good chat, uh, and we can't wait to watch the last retreat. And um, definitely can't wait to come to one of your attractions, either Scream Camp or the retreat, or whatever attraction you and Dean decide to now create after this conversation. You know, um, you've not been to uh, one of the one of our events yet, have you, Brett? No, I I'm always so busy doing something else like uh, you know if you're running an attraction at halloween you mm-hmm. you can't do halloween that's of course it's always a an issue but you, with screen camp being out of uh out of season then i will have to come however i don't do extreme attractions well i know it's not that extreme but even the the intense hands-on stuff i'm I, I'll design them every day, you know, like cracked and stuff. But yeah. Well, there is,
0: a, there is a safe word and you can, and said, the good thing about scream camp is you do have, if you don't want to do a certain task, you can just have a say say the safe word, you'll put um, a glow stick around your wrist. And that that means to indicate to the actors that you don't want to be taken away from the camp. So you'll just basically stay at camp if you don't want to go off and do any challenges. So you can still enjoy the atmosphere and stuff like that, but you don't have to be taken away. So there is that option as well.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely have to come down next time you're uh, running it. I'll, I'll, I'll head over and uh, check you guys out because, yeah, I've heard amazing things. So you know.
0: Well, I'll, uh, I'll get everyone on here. I'll give you all free tickets to come to Scream Camp when it reopens. Oh, you guys!
3: Oh, oh, thank that's you
4: very awesome. much. There'll be some free sauces waiting for you all when you get Ooh. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, a challenge, Dean. As... We can force feed <laughs> them hot sauce. That's not a bad idea. I'll get get writing credit for that. There's three
1: sources as long as you turn to the camera and say, Oh, (laughs) this is (laughs) (laughs) the <laughs> Who knew
3: that there was just a-, a night of the living jam here? Uh oh, by Dean Sources. Oh my gosh. Well, I, Dean th- the
2: well, dead. I think what we could do is uh, we could uh, record like a kind of um section for our podcast and uh, we could try a bit of hot sauce and the rest of the podcast will just be us going hot sauce, rah, rah, rah. so I don't know With- what to say. I can vouch that's,
0: you- that's how it happens. If you have hot sauce on a podcast, <laughs> that's how you talk. For the remainder of the podcast,
4: <laughs> you could maybe do it for like a like a Halloween thing or something. You maybe do a little Halloween section or something. Yeah, like that. We can do, do whatever. It. if you guys want it. I, I could send some over if you ever want to do anything on the on the podcast with them. Yeah,
2: I think that's definitely a video a video episode. I think. Yeah, we'll definitely take you up on that. Definitely.
3: I tell you what, I've just thought. Right, what about theme park trivia sponsored by Dean the Dead? Right, but we do it at an attraction where we have people getting scared throughout the trivia, but also they have to do the trivia while eating the hot sauce and their mouth is going
2: progressively number. That would I feel fun. like feeding people hot sauce in a theme park could go wrong some,
4: somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, this, uh... Especially if the toilets are
0: miles away.
3: <laughs> we'll have to do it near a toilet block or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, triv- the, the trivia, Sam, is that like, um, like, general, like general knowledge questions where you ask them the, and they've got to give you the right answer?
3: um so it's it's really theme park specific based so it's Mm -hmm. it's um it's uh it's it's for theme park enthusiasts by theme park enthusiasts made by theme park enthusiasts so depending on what theme park we're shooting in um the questions will always be about that park specifically and i'll usually try and find someone that is uh either an enthusiast or an ex ex-worker like an ex-employee or someone that has a tie to that park uh just to give it a bit more substance um but yeah it's usually specifically about whatever the location is that we're filming in um and nine times out of ten that has been a theme park so far but i think actually like you could expand it to the attractions industry as a as a whole
0: i've got to say because if they get the wrong answer they have to have the hottest sauce. <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. So you get the wrong uh, answer, you've go yes. got some hot sauce.
2: How terrifying yeah, would right. this be, right? The scream camp and, and you're all, everyone's all kind of spooked out and everyone's kind of slightly terrified. They get taken away from the camp and then all of a sudden, from out from the trees, Sam in his crazy suit and starts <laughs> just firing questions at them. So Sam, you're <laughs> hired. That's it. That, that is the one, isn't it?
3: Coming out of the trees. Okay, what year was Cup made? And go, quick, <laughs> good answer.
0: Eat some hot sauce. Oh, God, you lost. F- F- followed by Dean behind you carrying his hot sauce.
3: said, <laughs> <laughs> by Dean of the Dead. Here we are. Night of the Living Jam. I'm here, guys. I'm here. <laughs> someone, someone grab the potato chips. Go, try them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have dear. actually, just for the record, bought um, some Night of the Living Jam. Um, am I getting the right Night of the Living Living,
4: i saw it come through sam thanks man
3: of course no well I, you know i'm a man of my words you know and i, I want to support the business so sweet, you know, i can't wait to try it and uh and as i say calm i'll be there at the
0: retreat as soon as you put me in no problem mate and uh thank you guys for having us on it's been a good fun chatting to y'all yeah yeah it's been a good so chat
1: thank you very much do you want to just give us another quick kind of shout out to where we can find you know tickets for the last retreat or Scream where we can watch the film, uh, the last retreat, even. I said the last retreat twice. Um,
0: yeah, of yeah. course. So if if you want to visit, at the moment, all the tickets are sold out for the retreat, uh, the Scare Experience. Um, so, But obviously, once this COVID has lifted, we will be putting additional dates on the website. So you visit www.theretreatscareexperience.co.uk. Uh, you'll be able to go onto there and get your tickets, pick your date. Uh, they do this out very quickly. So keep an eye on the page. Um, The Retreat Scare Experience on Facebook. Um, Dean, do you want to tell them where they can watch the film?
4: Watch the film uh, on Vimeo. Mm -hmm. Just go into Vimeo, type in The Last Retreat, and voila. And there you
1: go. How (laughs) about your source stuff as well? Give us a little plug for your source.
4: The source stuff. um, So the official website, Dean of the Dead, is www.deanofthedead.com um i'm active on my socials instagram mainly so you could you can follow me on instagram which is um at dean of the dead hot sauce uh same with facebook um and then I'm, I'm kind of working on a youtube channel at the minute it's a little bit it's a bit of a confused thing at the minute I'm, i've kind of got some vlogs on there from screen parks i've got some chilly eating tasting uh reviews um so i'm not I, I wasn't quite sure what i was doing with it but i'm kind of working on it i'm trying to build it but you know drop drop me a subscribe and you know just tell me how bad i'm doing or not but that's uh, basically that's neither the dead tv that is
0: Amazing. And f- uh, for ed- anyone listening as well, that uh, has tickets to Scream Camp from last year. um, I've not spoken on podcast or anything about um tickets from last year. But yeah, keep your tickets from last year. Let us know what date you want to visit. They'll be offered to you guys first, the new dates. Hopefully, if we touch base, get going again in July this year. Um, For people that want to visit, just have a look at www.screamcamp.co.uk if you want to come and uh, visit and experience. Well, Scream Camp,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really excited now. Um, can, we will be able to film maybe some of the podcasts there. Maybe we could do something
0: like that. Yeah, you can film.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then. Yeah. That's 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 the plan. Then I reckon we'll do a little special episode there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, do you want to give us a little heads up where you're from and where we can DM and chill with you?
3: Hi guys, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, that's at coaster Uh blog, and we post opinion pieces, news articles, we even have our very own theme park trivia game show like we've announced. You can find our IGTV and blog link there, as well as uh, lots of fun bits and bobs. And check us out now on YouTube, this is brand new. So I literally just made the account like the other day because I thought, why not, I haven't done it yet. And everyone's on YouTube and I wasn't, so I just decided to do it. I think we've got eight subscribers, so you know, Goals guys, goals. Um, so please come along and uh if you want to subscribe on YouTube, if that's your thing, do that. Otherwise hit us up on Instagram and uh yeah, come and come and uh I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say dear and chill, do not do that. Um just come and find <laughs> us and uh and read and join in the fun.
1: And this is my favorite bit. I love having to introduce Ryan to things because, you know, this is kind of his podcast and we're here. So I really really love doing this. Ryan, where can we find you? We know, but tell us anyway.
2: Well, I mean, I, I like to think it's more, more of a joint effort, I suppose. I, you know, I did start, but I think it's more of a joint effort these days. I think, you know, I'm not precious about that. So let, let's join in the fun. Let's all just join in the fun. All right. So, uh, yeah, theme park loopy, you If you're listening to the podcast and hopefully you've you've found us, but just remember to click the subscribe or the follow button. You can also find us on YouTube and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And just to burst Sam's up but, but just to burst Sam's bubble, two of those subscribers are me. So it's <laughs> actually got less than what you uh, but You know, <laughs> six
3: subscribers. Oh well, you know what? That's six more than I had the other day. So awesome! That's great. Thank you for your two subscribers, Ryan. How nice you are!
1: Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, and hopefully, we can have you on again when you've uh, either got another film out or a new attraction.
0: Yeah, no worries, mate. Thank you very much for having us on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, guys.